0: It takes more than just investing to build your financial future. But how can you do it? Here's what matters. Live from New York City, I'm Lauren Goodwin, and this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we bring you the best insights from across the New York Life Investments platform because we believe that by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everyone. It's the week of September 4th, 2023, and today we continue our special Financial futures series, which explores how investors can prepare and pursue their financial futures. Last week, we discussed the role of life insurance with Amanda Cole. And today, we're bridging the worlds of insurance and investments by delving into annuities. These are financial instruments that entitle the holder to a series of payments for a period of time. And sometimes that period of time is the rest of their life.
1: Our special guest today is the head of retail annuities at New York Life, Todd Taylor. Todd is a powerhouse when it comes to understanding and approaching annuities, not only in their own right, but also in how they matter and how they fit into investors' overall approach. Todd has braved conferences and conference travel with us, and he's a great friend to our team. Welcome, Todd. Thanks for joining us.
2: It's great to be here. Thank you guys for having me.
0: So, Todd, tell us a little bit about your role and your team. What is your central focus?
2: Yeah, so as, uh, as Julia said, I lead the annuity business, the retail annuity business at New York Life. Uh, which includes our product development efforts, our marketing, our strategy, the operations, and then our external distribution. So our annuities are distributed both through our career agents as well as through third-party financial advisors and brokers across the industry. Uh, And our focus as a business is fundamentally to help prepare pre-retirees and retirees for a confident and successful retirement. Nobel laureate Bill Sharp has this quote that says that uh, retirement income planning or retirement planning is the most complicated problem in finance because of all the different risks and, and variables that go into it. Uh, you know, Lauren, as you referenced, how long you live, the sequence of returns, investment risk, et cetera. Um, and so our job is to help provide annuity solutions that as part of a broader financial plan can help retirees navigate that, that complex problem.
0: There's so many things in there that we'd like to follow up on, but let's start at the highest possible level. On this podcast, we normally focus on an investing perspective, but we know that households build their financial health and futures with so much more than that. And that's why we were eager to hear your perspective on annuities today. So why do people use them? What are the main benefits that annuities can offer in the context of a household's broader or long-term financial goals?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can think of annuities in basically as serving kind of two primary needs. The first one, as you referenced at the beginning, is a guaranteed stream of income for life. So the simplest format of an annuity, put in a premium, get a stream of income for the rest of your life, which obviously protects against this concept of you don't have an unknown lifespan. Um, the other primary type of annuity are deferred annuities, which primarily provide, one, tax deferral, but secondly, guarantees on a rate of return. So you can think of these as being a a, a full guaranteed rate of return or some kind of guarantee on on a market return over time. And what these do fundamentally, to your point, is they provide benefits in terms of creating a, a stream of income in retirement, which is part of a broader plan, helps design a full retirement income plan, or they enable you to invest the rest of your assets somewhat differently through the presence of that guarantee, either the guarantee on accumulation or the guarantee on income.
0: One of the things you mentioned at the top was the use case of annuities for retirees and pre-retirees and the, the potential to use annuities as a tool to prepare these folks for this phase of their life. Are annuities just for retirees? Is that how we should think about it?
2: Uh, so, so the answer, short answer question is no. I mean, annuities are used generally for people approaching retirement and then people in retirement. So both can be, uh, both applications work. Um, what I would share is I think you can think of the benefits of annuities in two camps. So in the concept, as I mentioned earlier, of income annuities or incomes, annuities providing income, there's real quantifiable benefits of that. So the, the real advantage in the simplest terms is, if you're a 65-year-old and you've got to create a stream of income for the rest of your life, you don't know how long you're going to live. You know, you basically, you the life expectancy might be 80 or 85, but you individually don't know how long you're going to live. As a result, if you're spending, say, from just fixed income, you basically have to plan to live to 90 or 95 or 100 and take off a lower amount of income in order to be able to con- confidently spend that income throughout your retirement. The value of an annuity and being able to mortality pool through an insurance company is we don't know how long any individual is going to live, but we have a pretty good idea how long the population is going to live. And so that mortality pooling enables us through an annuity to offer a higher stream of income than you would get otherwise. It's basically trading an idiosyncratic risk to the insurance company. We We are able to provide you more income. So that's quantifiable benefit. You include that in a retirement plan. You reduce the risk of running out of money in retirement. You can spend more. But the other benefit, and we've been discussing a lot of this uh, more recently, is the presence of guarantees. So think about an accumulation guarantee. We offer a variable annuity that has a 10-year guarantee on performance. Basically, in 10 years, we'll make sure that New York Life has guaranteed you at least your money back. The benefit of that is certainly if the market is down, we'll, we'll make you whole and you'll get that quantifiable benefit. But interestingly, the more important benefit is actually behavior as I'm sure you guys have covered, many people don't actually buy and hold. They don't hold for 10 years and ride out the ups and downs of the market. They do all kinds of other things. They panic sell, they move in and out of assets, they go back and forth. And our research shows that the presence of that guarantee for a pre-retiree, someone who's 55 or 60 approaching retirement, they face a lot of sequence return risk, is that the presence of that guarantee, our own data shows, encourages people to hold more equities in general in their portfolio about 10 to 15% on average, and also to panic sell, basically in a market downturn like the COVID drop in early 2020, to panic sell at roughly half the rate. So even if the guarantee doesn't pay out, the consumer has a benefit in the peace of mind that changes their behavior. And so both the quantifiable benefits and those kind of behavioral benefits are advantages that the guarantees of annuities can add.
0: Well, isn't that something that we see time and time again? The idea that Investors' behavior, their fear of missing out or seeking to, to sit out the downside of a cycle can keep them out of the market. And so what you're describing in terms of the behavioral benefits of annuities makes a lot of sense. In your answer there, you gave a couple of examples of annuities, a regular annuity, a deferred annuity, a variable annuity. Are there any other types of annuities that that your clients consider or Structure benefits that our audience should know about when it comes to thinking about the different kinds of annuities,
2: yeah. so so uh, this could be a a long answer. And i'll I'll spare the spare the group and provide this sort of the high level overview. Um, you can think of annuities broadly in sort of two dimensions. One is, as I mentioned earlier, sort of what's the underlying guarantee? It's generally either income, so a stream of income for life. Or some sort of a guarantee on the accumulation, you know, a fixed rate of return, some sort of guarantee on the market that, you know, you've got some minimum return. So annuities are generally categorized into those two. Do they produce income or do they provide some sort of guarantee on, on return? They're also categorized by basically the return profile. So you can think of a fixed, fully fixed annuity guaranteed by the insurance company, guaranteed rate of return, similar to fixed income or a variable annuity, which basically has market exposure. And in between the two of those, there's a variety of kind of index linked products that have some sort of access to the market via an index, but it's got a cap or a floor in terms of the return profile. So most annuities across the industry can be categorized on those two dimensions, fixed and variable income or accumulation. And then there's a bunch of different flavors within there. But those are fundamentally the the sort of the categorization.
0: Julia, I know that you've been eager to tie the annuities world to the
1: investments world. Do you want to hop in here? Absolutely. Todd, you, you just mentioned that various types of annuities offer access to the market. But a lot of times when we speak with clients, the idea of annuities and traditional investing are seen as almost an either or. In your experience with, with clients, where can annuities fit in with broader investment approaches?
2: yeah, it's a great question. and I think the the advisors who do this um, you know well with their clients can really differentiate because the best, in my opinion, the best way to generate retirement income plans and to generate income in retirement is to use a mix of investments and you know and annuities or insurance products. Um, a good example of this is again, use the example of someone approaching retirement. They're trying to generate income for the rest of their life. There's a lot of mathematical sort of support for the concept that if you take what is a traditional 60-40 portfolio and you anticipate systematically withdrawing from that at 4% a year or the 4% rule that everyone's familiar with, you can materially increase one of two things or materially reduce the risk of running out of money. So basically the likelihood that you're going to run out of money later in life or materially increase the spending rate on that portfolio, basically increase that 4% rate higher. By taking that 60-40 portfolio and transferring it into something like a, call it 70% equity, 30% annuity, 10% bond. So two things have happened there. Basically, you've replaced a lot of the bonds with the income annuity because of the benefit of the mortality pooling. And then through the risk reduction that annuity provides, both in terms of longevity and in terms of sequence risk, it can be shown that you actually can take more equity risk that we all know in the long run historically has produced a risk premium over other asset classes. So- that 70-30-10 is just an example. That depends on a lot of factors. What's the spend rate? What are the asset levels? You know, where is the money? What kind of uh, tax uh, tax vehicles? But in general, you can demonstrate that the inclusion of the annuity in a portfolio and what it does to the rest of the allocation produces meaningful benefits. And we actually, we wrote a paper on this a few years ago on the concept called the efficient income frontier, basically demonstrating how to add annuities to a portfolio and to produce the best outcomes in terms of retirement income.
0: A little bit of a test for our listeners, but you may have noticed that Todd spoke about 70, 30, 10. And if you add those up, it doesn't add to 100, but we promised Todd knows his math, the 70, 30 allocation or 70% equities and 30% bonds Denotes a more assertive equity allocation than the classic 6040 structure. And to Todd's point, that the guarantees of annuities can enable a higher equity allocation. The 10% allocation to annuities can come from either sleeve in a financial portfolio,
1: investments or cash. I want to link the the types of annuities that clients can consider with a little bit more of an eye toward the general client experience. And in 2022, New York Life was the number one uh, provider of annuities in terms of sales. So clearly, we're thinking a lot about that client experience. What problems are you trying to solve for? Uh, You specifically mentioned that retirees are a focus group, but not the only focus group when it comes to annuities. So how are you thinking about both offerings and, and experiences?
2: Yeah, and that question ties very well to your to your prior one as well. Um, So, you know, certainly you you mentioned New York Life became the number one writer of annuities in the industry last year per uh, Lemra, which is an industry uh, research institution. Um, But the industry sales of annuities also hit a record last year. Industry sales of annuities were up about fifty percent, largely a reflection of market being down and volatile. Uh, interest rates being up. And for the first time in a generation, bond funds had significant uh, declines, as as you guys know well. And some of that drove a lot of interest in guarantees, guarantee solutions like annuities. Um, But it also exposed to your point, uh, some challenges in the ways that annuities are distributed and the experience associated with them. So one of the reasons we achieved the number one spot in the industry is we've invested a lot in a lot of the procedural and experienced things on the back end. Our ability to bring business in, to issue it in a timely fashion, and be able to handle big changes in volume week to week, which are pretty typical across the annuity industry. Um, But with that said, while I think we stood out much better than many of our competitors in terms of servicing, being able to process the business, annuities for many advisors are still handled somewhat off the side of the desk and somewhat in a separate process than, for instance, the way that they would exchange you know, mutual funds, which can be done at the press of a button. And so as an industry, one of the things we've got to do better of is, is improve the way that data is shared across systems and the way that we transact those products. So I think New York Life's doing well in this area, but there's a lot of improvement and it's a real focus for our business to make sure that annuities feel more to your point of the last question, as part of a broader solution set and not something that is done very much off of the side.
1: Well, over the course of our conversation, you have mentioned everything from the fundamental math that goes into these products to the macro drivers of the industry. And I think that that speaks a lot to your very rich background of experiences at New York Life. Just like Amanda, you sort of started from the bottom in the entry level actuary program I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you ended up leading your current team.
2: Yeah, I was I was wondering if you were going to uh hide that detail in my background. I don't like to advertise my uh, my actuarial career. Um but it, it, to your point it does lead to a lot of my fascination with uh with financial planning and with retirement income, which inherently is pretty mathematical. Um so yeah, I I similar to Amanda have had a number of roles at New York Life. I've moved around between our uh, finance areas, our corporate strategy team. I've worked in the life insurance business and I've been at annuities the last uh, seven or eight years, first leading our strategy function and then I took over the business a couple of years ago. Um, and mostly I've learned that, you know, one of the things that interests me is taking on new challenges and seeing new experiences. And I think one of the benefits of New York life is the ability to try a bunch of different things. So I've enjoyed over the last 15 years, trying a variety of different things at our company. Um, and that you know, diverse set of skills and experiences has helped lead me to the leadership role that I'm in.
1: What's one or two key leadership lessons that you might want to share that you've learned along that journey?
2: Yeah. So it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, making a joke about my actuarial background, one of the things I learned early on, which may be obvious to other people, but perhaps not those of us who are highly quantitative is, um, Obviously, the success of leading a team depends a lot on how you motivate and understand the the needs and wants of your team. And so, I think a lot of what I learned as an early in my uh, experience leading teams was you really have to connect with individual motivations, which are massively different person to person. You know, everyone sort of understands this intuitively, but it takes time to experience how much you have to understand the needs of your team. Um, and the other thing related to that that I've learned is. People are most successful when they find something that they're relatively good at and also that they enjoy. And so I've coached folks and have been path my own career on figuring out what you're good at and then also figuring out what you're enjoying and then divert your work and where you aim to work um, in those directions. And I think that's how you get the most out of, you know, people keep them the most happy. Um, but also it helps in terms of navigating your own career and in term- in choosing where you want to go next.
0: It's such a good point, this idea that finding your strengths rather than identifying and working on your weaknesses is uh, just such a pivotal way to success. Todd, insights from everything from annuities to our careers. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've really enjoyed the conversation.
2: Thank you both. It was great.
0: Now, Todd mentions some research that his team has done with respect to the efficient retirement frontier. Our team has also partnered with the annuities team to think about how investors can manage those years leading up to retirement when the sequence of returns becomes more important. You don't have 10 or 15 years as you might have had when you were younger to let the market ebb and flow the way it normally does. So for those perspectives and more research, you can see newyorklife.com or newyorklifeinvestments.com. Coming up next, our Financial Futures series continues with Jose Barros to discuss approaches to investing that focus on specific goals and outcomes before getting to the piece about asset allocation. But that's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters. In the meantime, please remember to give us a like, follow, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our reviews. Again, that's com backslash insights. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin. We'll see you next time. Our podcast is produced by Will Tyus, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zat Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance. Todd Taylor mentioned the benefits of annuities in terms of generating a stream of lifetime income, mortality credits, and the behavioral benefits in terms of financial strategies. Annuity payments may involve a return of principal. Withdrawals from annuities may be taxable, and any death benefit from an annuity may depend on whether the claim was made before annuity payments began. Taxes and surrender charges can affect the liquidity of an annuity investment. Variable annuities are offered only by prospectus. Variable annuities involve fluctuating returns and account values. Consult your Nylife Securities representative for a variable annuity prospectus. Number one provider, Income Annuities, is based on premium amount each year since 2006. Source is LIMRA from 2022. The strategies discussed are strictly for educational purposes. This podcast contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Annuity products are issued by New York Life Insurance and Annuity Corporation. Securities products are offered through Nylife Securities, LLC, a member of FINRA SIPC, a licensed insurance agency. Nylife Securities, LLC is a New York Life company. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market and environment at a specific date, is subject to change, and is not intended be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There's no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities are distributed by Nylife Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company.
1: Nylife Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.